Hi ho ho, it's me, Paddington Bear. Back at it again with a new episode of the Boy Time Podcast, and as always, I'm joined by Babby. We have another slam dunk episode. Some exciting things happened. And by, well, a couple exciting things happened. Um, We actually had really good podcast timing, as always, because... Uh, doubly, I'd say. Oh, doubly. Well, I know one of them. I don't know what the other one is. It's the same thing. It just happened twice. <laughs> Technically. I don't remember it happening twice. Uh, unless there's another thing that I did not watch. Nah. Um, okay. Did they just drop it twice? <laughs> yes, because someone leaked it the day before. Oh. So then they dropped it the day before. Okay. So that's what I was seeing. Okay. Yeah, because the the GTA 6 trailer dropped. I, I, it was supposed to come out this morning, but I, get, I saw it yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I did see some posts before, like, because all of the, like, gaming journalists that were, like, covering the, like, announcement of the trailer were, like, the next GTA installment is getting a trailer and it was like notice how none of them are saying gta 6 mm-hmm. i'm like oh no this is true they are they're gonna do like a half-life thing and it's like no 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 it's not half-life 3 it's half-life alex you gotta it believe right. me it's different um so <laughs> so i was a little worried but it is called gta 6 and there was a trailer Um, didn't really say anything, didn't give us any information, except it's in Vice City, which we already knew, and it has two protagonists. Um, I had to play siblings or dating, I think officially dating in the trailer. There's a scene where the girl's on top of him, and I'm like, that would be a little weird if they were siblings, but I thought I remembered seeing somewhere that they were siblings. It's Vice City. It's Vice City. Uh, Imagine like G- like Rockstar just coming out with like a pro incest game. That would be surprising. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Well, there there is an incest couple in Red Dead Two. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just like one little shack you can find in the middle of the woods somewhere, and they like invite you in for a meal, but it turns out they're like cannibals, brother and sister, and they like are incestuous. I hate when that happens. Yeah, but I don't think it's pro incest because they steal all your stuff. And then when you go back there, they want you to kill them. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. Oh, this is off, off topic, but real relation to that little uh, encounter you can have because they steal your stuff and then drop you in a, a pit of bodies, assume of other people they have killed. And you find out that they killed their mother. Uh, I guess because she disapproved of their relationship. Um, mm. And I think you have to kill the brother. For I don't know if you had a choice, but you can like lasso the, um, the sister and hog tire and, uh, you know, have, have her ride on your horse. And then if you take her to that pit and just like drop her off in it, then she like starts crying and, because she's like, oh, mama, mama, no, I'm sorry. It's like implied that you just dropped her next to her dead mom's body while awesome. she's hogtied. 
it's kind of brutal, <laughs> but it's a little Easter egg, but it's, it's, it's cool. Um, but that's unrelated to the news. Uh, yes, GTA six is officially happening. We already knew it was happening because of all the leaked stuff that came out about it. We already pretty much knew everything about this trailer before it dropped because of all of the leaks and stuff. But it um, exists. It exists, and it's official. GTA 6 in Vice City, uh, or Miami. Uh, I guess comparable based on Miami, kind of like how Los Santos is Los Angeles. And uh, what is it? Empire City is New York. New York. In uh, GTA 4, which I I would like a, a new GTA Me game in... And Empire City, or if they should they should remaster GTA Four, but do it better. I feel better. like they saw Spider Man doing New York like three times, and they're oh. like, "Let's cool it for a while." That's true. That's true. I always I just like New York in video games. Maybe it's just because I'm Real. a fan of Spider Man games. I never want to go there, but I like it in video games. I have been there, and I did not like it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you got to be built different to exist in New York. Yeah, it's very loud. And what they don't tell you is that it smells really bad. It does. All the time. Um, no matter where you are. <laughs> it's, a, it's an ever-following stench. Um, but, yeah, that's something that Spider-Man never talks about. Uh, but he should. Uh, but, yeah. So this one's in Miami. I guess it's... Uh, a return to Vice City in the same way that Los Santos is a return to San Andreas. Um, but yeah, I think it's like a Bonnie and Clyde thing where it's a, you got two main protagonists and uh, they're either dating or siblings. I don't know. The trailer is not clear. They're in the trailer for two shots, which is... Maybe speaking to the quality of this trailer, I think everybody really likes it and they say it's perfect because it's for GTA 6, but this trailer tells us next to nothing and it just like establishes the atmosphere of the game, which is a GTA game, which, which is... people are still mad about for... Well, I know why, um, but yeah. Yes, yeah. We can get into some of the controversies. Um I will say it's cool. They picked a Tom Petty song they uh, did. for the trailer. Um, and the Tom Petty estate was like, we were super happy when I don't remember what song is in the San Andreas radio. Like we were really eager to put that in the game. So it's kind of cool to have Tom Petty's song in the trailer. And then the rocks rock star thing said like, yes, we would. We love Tom Petty for Petty forever, whatever. It was kind of cool. That that I think it was a good pick, but if we if you have somehow not seen the trailer, it's basically just a bunch of like shots of like Miami life or Vice City life, I guess. There's like there's a gator being pulled by animal control. There's like a lady twerking in the bed of a truck, I think. There's like a Seems shot of Miami the things you can think of. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Miami slash Florida. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I do think that that is a good setting for a GTA game. Oh um, yeah. It's, it, it exemplifies all of GTA's best qualities. Yes. Um, 
So yeah, much like Los Angeles, but Los Angeles was a very different. Uh, tone. Yes, yes, which we can kind of get into because I think the gaming industry has changed a lot in the last thirteen years. Has it been thirteen or ten? Uh, I, don't I don't remember when GTA Five talking came console out. or PC version. <laughs> well, that's a good point, and that's something else we can talk about. Yeah, because um, we're not sure if this is going to get a PC release. Um, we're not sure if it'll get a PC release at the same time. That's, yes, that's my question. Yes, that's true. I know there will be one, but will it yes. be? Yes. You know, I don't know. I don't know, and I I am assuming. I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah, because just looking at every other Rockstar release, they always uh, do the. I think people have called it the PC sandbag, mm-hmm. where people are going to get GTA Six for I think it's just the next gen consoles, so PS Five and Xbox Series X or S. Um, they're gonna get it for that console because, well, what are you gonna do? Not get the GTA game. The new one, GTA 6. Uh, but then when it eventually comes to PC, then everybody who has a PC is going to buy it again so that yep. they kind of get you that way. You're paying for the same game twice, and now you're paying $70 for the same game twice. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to remember how Rockstar works because they are very money-hungry. Yes, which is surprising considering they release like they one make... game every five years. No, yeah. And it's a great <laughs> game most of the time too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, they have not missed in like the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Max Payne, Red Dead, GTA, like some of the best gaming franchises. Um, and yeah, all of them have had, well, no, I was going to say all of them have had semi uh, semi recent installments. But I guess Max Payne 3 was probably, like, 2011. So I don't even know. Is that semi-recent? I guess, um, I guess it's man, semi-recent, like, the grand scheme of things. Yeah. It's, like, it's more recent than a... Modern like, gaming, I'd call it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because I think those were P- PS3 games. Um, Red Dead 1 was a PS3 game. Uh... Yeah, now we've just waited a long time for GTA 6. But, I mean, I think, wasn't the entire trilogy on PS2? I think so. Three, Vice City, and San Andreas? I think so. Um, Yeah, I only have Vice City right now. I'm working on getting the collection. I don't even have GTA 4. That one's one of my favorites. I don't even have the Ballad of Gay Tony yet. No, I don't. Come on. I'm working on it. Best DLC. I have not played The Ballad of Gay Tony. It probably is the best name of any game. It Yeah, it truly is. What is it? It's, it's like Empire City. I don't even remember what like the, the initial thing is, but that's just the subtitle, isn't it? The Ballad of Gay Tony. Yeah, it's like their first DLC pack or, or DLC story or whatever. Yeah. Which I think he is a character in GTA 4. He is, yeah. Um, in the base game. But he gets his own story. And it is the best. Uh, which I think that the Coen brothers ripped off for the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I'm just going to... That's, that's how it goes in my head. <laughs> that's how it goes. I mean, that you know, they came out that order. 
It's true. It's true. It's definitely not an homage to some obscure Western B movie that the Coen oh, brothers yeah. are a fan of. It's now did the new Hunger Games movie take inspiration from that? Oh, the ballad of song songbirds or whatever. Yeah, that one definitely is ripping off the ballad of Gay Tony. Yeah, um, obviously. Uh, a lot of crossover audience between the Hunger Games and That's GTA. True. There, there actually is, but it's for a weird reason. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the, that weird reason is. Gay Tony and then uh, oh. a Hunger Games movie that also has a lot of musical elements to it. Oh, that's true. I didn't I didn't. There's a certain target that. audience for that. Yeah. And I guess, are they, well... I guess they're both kind of satires. In a way, yeah. Hunger Games less so. I think GTA is more overtly a satire, especially mm-hmm. like GTA Five, like that. There is a lot of satirical elements in just the background of Los Santos, like all of the radio commercials and the billboards. It's like everything is over the top, making fun of stuff like that. Um, and this trailer is kind of like that too. Just everything is cranked up to 11. Um, but I don't, you know, no gameplay. We get two shots of like an actual cut scene. I don't think we're going to see any of these shots of the trailer in the game at all. Um, which, you know, maybe once the game comes out, then people are going to jump back to this podcast that's never happened before but i always anticipate that someone's gonna find these old episodes and correct someone us someday yeah whenever like one of us becomes wanted by the fbi and like an <laughs> fbi agent has to watch like all 257 episodes or whatever i like that that's where your mind went and wasn't like got famous on youtube or something no that's never in the possibility <laughs> for me okay but what is on the possibility is being on the FBI's most wanted list. Yes. Do you know something that I don't? I can't say more. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm a little worried now, but let's continue our conversation on a video game. Uh, but yeah, I think I've seen, we can, I guess, address some of the controversy. I have heard rumblings of the, like, uh, GTA is woke now thing. I don't know. People all were making the fun of that before the trailer even came out. And then that's exactly what happened, which is <laughs> hilarious, which is weird. I didn't even notice anything like overtly woke about it, except there's just there a was female black protagonist. It. Yeah. It's, it's like the South, you know? Yeah. It's just when you go to the cesspool <laughs> of Twitter, you don't need to like the expectations for human decency are, so far out the window. Oh, yeah. Like I've seen a million, not a lot, not a million, but there's a, there's a couple of tweets floating around. That's just like overtly like racist because that's how you can be on that platform now. Yeah. And then well, Elon's interrupt, like interacting with those accounts. I think Elon tweeted and he said, I've never played a GTA game be- or I, I stopped playing GTA five 30 minutes in because they made me kill a police officer. I'm like, that's the lamest tweet you could have ever made. And you've made a lot of bad tweets. I don't, there's no way that's true. That he stopped, he he played cyberpunk. Don't you uh-huh. have to kill police in that game? Uh, I'm pretty sure your whole thing in that game is like, you know. Being a criminal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's. Plus, 
let's not, let's not like, you know, think that Elon hasn't committed tons of crimes because oh, well, he certainly sure. has. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all just pandering. But also, yeah. like, that's the fun of those games, you know? Exactly. Getting to break the rules. Exactly. That's yep. what GTA is about. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's so much fun. That's why I download the hot coffee mod for uh, San Andreas. Because I like breaking the <laughs> rules. Frankly. Exactly. And if you don't know what that is, I don't know. Google it. I don't care. Why should I have to explain that to Not you? Not my problem. That, that... That uh, controversy happened, well, I, I was going to say it happened before I was born, but that's probably, did San Andreas come out in the 90s? It was 2000s, no. right? I think it's 2000s. Okay. It happened when I was a very young man where I was not paying attention to what was happening with GTA San Andreas. Um, but yeah, so there's been that controversy, I guess, from, uh, red pilled idiots um uh, there uh, in terms of like stuff from the actual gaming community i have seen that people are upset that it's coming out in 2025 yeah i was weirded out by that because i'm like did you not expect that yeah uh i guess they expected it next year um but we all saw that pre-alpha footage yeah <laughs> uh, I don't think that that turnaround is that fast. Um, and, and, I mean, I guess we're probably going to get it in like exactly two years, if I were to guess. Probably I mean, yeah, around be... this time is usually, or at yeah. least like October, November is like, the hot spot. Yeah, yeah, right in time for the, that sweet, sweet holiday boost. Which they will take advantage of. Oh, absolutely. This is not going to be a March release. No. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it's fine, I guess. I don't, I don't really care. I, people are upset though. Where it's like, why? I wasn't expecting much. I think that's why I'm happy that this trailer exists because I wasn't expecting a whole story trailer and I wasn't expecting the game to come out anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Just like knowing gaming trends for the past five or six years. Which I have not looked at... Um, like when the first trailer for Red Dead 2 came out, but I feel like it was mm -hmm. probably similar in terms of like that first reveal trailer and then when it eventually came out. Um, because when that all happened, I had not played the first one, so I didn't really care when Red Dead 2 was announced. Like, oh yeah, that cowboy game that I haven't played is coming out. I'm just going to, I'm going to play Mario Kart now or whatever. Uh, so I don't know. I know that I believe it's pretty similar to GTA five where that first revealed trailer. Uh, yeah. Okay. It was in 2011 and then it came out in 2013. So that's just kind of how rockstar operates. I think just people are upset because it's been 10 years, which is, you know, fair, fair, yeah. fair. Um, I do think that Rockstar should open another studio. It's kind of weird. I mean, I know they do. I think there's like Rockstar Purple and Rockstar Red and Rockstar Blue. Um, I don't know like <laughs> what what each color works on, um, but it does take 
a very, very long time for all of their games to come out. But but they are bangers. They're bangers. They're some of the best out there. It's it's nice that a gaming company is still prioritizing single-player experiences, mm-hmm. um, even though you know GTA Online is going to be around for another 15 years and GTA 6 before the seventh one comes out. Um, but... I guess that's the other question. Is this game launching with GTA Online or is it going to be the same thing as GTA 5? Because GTA 4 Online was not popular. No, it was But GTA not. 5 Online was the most popular game on the wor- in the world for it a while. It, so it's like, yeah. yeah. Do you release it? I like the way they did it with GTA 5 because it forced people to actually play the story of the game before going online. That's true. Yeah. Um and I think Red Dead was similar, where it was single mm-hmm. player first, and then yep. they added Red Dead Online. But again, Red Dead Online, Red Dead One was not as popular as GTA Five. Right. I don't think it was monetized the same way, and I don't think enough. No, yeah, people with shark cards it. now, it's like it's gonna be a huge thing. Yeah. And here's what I will say, uh, that I do kind of appreciate about the GTA monetization, but also. It, it's kind of a double-edged sword where in a lot of online games that have a shop like that where you can buy whatever you want the stuff that is bought with like real world money is its own currency and all of the mm-hmm. best cosmetics or whatever is locked to that separate currency that you have to give real money for and so yeah, the only way to get the cool stuff is to pay money for it. Whereas in GTA, you can just spend a lot of time doing heists over and over again or doing whatever. You can. It was fine for a while, but after like a couple of years, it got to the point where everything was so ridiculously expensive that it incentivized shark cards more than it should have. Absolutely. Because I remember doing stuff... Like we, we did a whole summer where we did GTA and it was fantastic. Yeah. And then we came back to it a year later and everything's cost so much money. It wasn't even worth it to do the big heist because it wouldn't even give you a fraction of the way there. Yeah. And it's just like, I guess the most profitable things were like setting up like businesses and like drug, drug running stuff, drug running stuff. Kind of just like mindless grinding when the heists were the most fun thing and they didn't exactly pay the most after all. No. And you needed a whole team and you needed to coordinate stuff, which was fantastic. It's just like it was a little bit too shark card focused near the end. Yeah. I mean, like what your your main focus, what should pay out the most is the fun stuff. Right. You know, that's what you want people to experience. You can tell that that's where they put the most effort where it's like Mm -hmm. they are creating these. You got voice actors and like. Yeah. Guests to come in and stuff like everything's scripted. It's all very deliberate. Whereas, like, the drug running stuff, it's just in the background. I, yeah, they had to get someone to call you on the phone and be like, mm-hmm. hey, you want to do this? But other than that, you know, pretty minimal effort on their end, um, which is disappointing. Um, but I guess that's the current state of GTA Online, where m- most people that play it now are on I mean, that, that comes service. with with a company figuring out that you've just found a money machine. Yeah. And you have to reprioritize to do certain things. <laughs> yes. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. But 
Rockstar is one of those gaming companies that I want to praise to the heavens because they're kind of like Nintendo in a way mm-hmm. where they have like an unrivaled library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they have their the issues, but the, the quality is fantastic. Yes. They make terrible business decisions, mm-hmm. but, uh, man. good business decisions. If you are the business. Yeah. In Nintendo's <laughs> case, not good business. Decisions. Not yeah, Just not in general. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rockstar has good business decisions. It's just not consumer focused. Yes. Um, which is anything anymore? Mm, not that's, necessarily. That's a discussion for another day. It's consumer focused, but not in the way you think it is. Well, that's true. Um, but yeah, that is that is the GTA Six trailer. Um, I was gonna say not a whole lot to talk about, but we talked about it for a while, and it's a mm. minute and a half of essentially oh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I was questioning why they did this now instead of waiting for the game awards. But That's a good point. Seeing the trailer, I understand it now. Um, but I, I feel like you should have just get, gave, you know, Jeff Jeff Keeley the, the the green light finally mm. after years of people wanting that. Yeah, that would have been nice. Um, but, it it was know. rumored to be at last year's Game Awards. Yeah. But that didn't end up happening. Um, and I, at, at that point, we already knew it was coming. Um, True. But that's the hard part too with like making games because they take so long and somebody's going to leak something eventually. So it's impossible to keep something under wraps unless people, unless it's a new IP that nobody knows about. Or right. Anything. Yeah. When it's this highly anticipated, it's yeah. hard for when it's not the to game get that got like 80 million like trailer views in 24 hours of releasing a 90 second teaser trailer. It's not going to work. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it's on track to be the highest viewed video mm-hmm. in like that time span. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Of its initial release, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know we'll when see. the game awards is. I think that's coming up. I feel like it'd be sometime this month usually. Yeah. I think it's actually like, oh, it's <laughs> in two days. It's going oh. to be when this podcast comes Jeff out. Jeff Keeley hasn't sent out my press kit. <laughs> he sent an email. Oh, did he? I think <laughs> I didn't so. See it. I don't remember if it was. I got an email from the Game Awards that was like, hey, do you want to uh, co stream it? Um, but we don't do that, really. Um, no, we did it one year. Or you did it one year. I did it one year, and it was fun. That was the Summer Games Fest where they had the Elden Ring trailer. Oh, yeah. That one. That was kind of crazy. And it was kind of funny because like the whole time I was joking like, okay, this one's going to be Elden Ring uh, just as a joke because I knew it wasn't coming that year. But then it actually did. And I was like, oh, wait, this is actually Elden Ring. Whoops. Sorry. Oopsie. I'm excited, though. I might have to buy a console, which is going to pain me, but... Well, you got two years to think about it. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> I'm probably gonna get an Xbox, but I want an Xbox with a disc drive so I have a DVD player. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's pretty much what my console is now. <laughs> it's like every you know two, three, four months I break it out and uh, play whatever new game just came out. But otherwise, it's just playing DVDs. Yeah. Or watching stuff on it. Um. But yeah. So that'll be fun. I guess we'll we'll cover that when it when more stuff uh, drops. It's obviously highly anticipated for both of us. 
Um, definitely one of my favorite franchises. Um, a game I'll actually play when it comes out. Yeah, I know. That's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. Uh, so, yeah, that's that was the big thing, I guess. Um, the other exciting thing, this was just announced today, so there's the other, you know, uh, podcast timing, but Fiona and Cake season two just got greenlit. Oh, so it's officially happening. Have you seen Fiona and Cake yet? I have. Okay. I don't know how they're going to do that. I was just thinking that. (laughs) We have not talked about it on the show. I feel like usually shows nowadays leave an open-ended piece so that if they do get renewed they have something to go off of mm-hmm. i feel like that show doesn't no not really and that worries me but at the same time i feel like i trust uh the crew yes well i mean um i don't think we talked about fiona and cake because we, we watched it we staggered it i watched yeah. it a little bit before you did i was watching it when it came out and you watched it a little later because you're re-watching the whole show right the whole yes. adventure time yes. lexicon um, which was fantastic. Which I should have done, frankly, because I it, it had a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of the like, because um, I'm pretty sure like every single background character in like those first episodes of Fiona and Cake is a reference to a yeah, main character, character. In, the, in the Adventure Time show. Um, but I mean, what did you think of the show? Uh, I thought it was really, really good. I did, too. I think yeah. it was a good natural evolution of the series. And while I do want a new IP, uh, yeah, I felt like that's a non-cash grabby way to continue a series. Because yeah. Distant Lands was so good that I kind of wanted more. And mm-hmm. this, this to me was like another Distant Lands because the season's about as long as a Distant Lands. Yeah, yeah. But I, f- I feel like that gave me like some good closure. So I don't know where you go from there. I don't either. Yeah, it was nice because this is like, I don't know. It's the most in-depth we've gotten post-Adventure Time finale. Like mm-hmm. the uh, the Distant Lands were like little snapshots. Yeah, besides the Finn and Jake Distant well, Lands, I'd say. Yeah, that one that one was a good closure one. Um, but then but this was I, more in-depth. What I wanted and what I still want is like, I like that they did the Fiona and Cake miniseries. I'd like for them to keep the same IP, but do a mini series on someone else because the world building is like the best world building on TV mm-hmm. when it comes to cartoons. Like you have so much in that universe and so many actually like genuinely interesting characters. I feel like they should just do mini series and stuff like that without focusing yeah. on one group too long. Well, I mean, I don't even think you have to throw in that qualifier for cartoons. I would say no, yeah, just, just in general. <laughs> in general, yeah. it's like some of the best world building. Um, I mean, it really takes its time too, which mm-hmm. it might turn some people off. Where it's like, it's definitely one of those that grew with its audience, which yes. is great for people like us who grew up watching a show and then, you know, later finished it and it like completely changed. Well, it's, it's perfect from a TV viewer standpoint too because like you can casually watch it and have a good time but like you can also like look into everything and find things and like see how good the lore of the world building is of the show Mm -hmm. 
I do think that that does make it a little hard for older audiences to get into it because, you know, people will talk about this show. And this is kind of the problem that The Last Airbender has, too, Mm -hmm. where that first season is kind of like a serial kids show uh, where each episode is like its own separate thing. They aren't really connected by arcs quite yet. But then once it gets its footing, I I mean, Avatar takes the second season to do that. Um, Like that first, I think water six seasons, I think. Yeah. It takes a long time for adventure time, which, uh, but like it does this passive plot. Yes. uh, Which stuff that I love because you can see pieces moving and it doesn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. And I mean, that's like, um, and the characters are so fun. Like it isn't like, you know, and I like Bluey, but it isn't like Bluey where everything's static and one dimensional. Right. Um, where everything, like people change, even when it is like these first few seasons, like there are, there's, there's character stuff happening. And plus whenever Jake is on the, on the screen, it's a joy and a gift. Cause I love Jake. He's the, he's my favorite. The best. He's the best. He's very quirky. And John DiMaggio is a uh, national treasure. Real. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Fiona and Cake. Um, what was interesting was that I was watching it with my girlfriend who had not seen Adventure Time, which probably not a good decision. But um, she that's was. Why the, I'm, that's why we rewatched it because I'm like, all right, I want you to enjoy this. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is that. You know, she had watched, you know, maybe the first couple seasons and then right. was Which like, I think is eh. most people's experience. Yeah. And then they have to like go back to it. Because for me, it's like we lost cable TV when I was like 15 or 16 or I just stopped watching it. Sure. So all those shows like regular show and Adventure Time and stuff, like I didn't finish. Right. Yeah. And and then we eventually went back and finished both yeah. of those. Um, which, Yeah. So, One yeah. ended a lot more gracefully than the other, but still pretty good yes. TV shows. Yes, yes, that is the thing. Uh, I, I think would, regular show took the Adventure Time formula, but they just didn't do it nearly as well. It's like, it's near perfect for a long time. It is. And then that last season completely falls on its face. Fumbled it a little bit. <laughs> Rick and Morty is popular. What if we do that? Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> Why One thing the world do doesn't need is another Rick and Morty or anything near that. This world's t- too big for one Rick and Morty, if we're That's being true. honest. That's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, Adventure Time. Oh, yeah. But I will say she did watch Fiona and Cake with me, and she liked it just as much as I did. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Because she watched it, she's now going back and is watching Adventure Time. I think she's like five or six seasons deep now. So, you know, there you go. It's It stands alone, but I do think you got to to fully get it. Yeah. To, is, yeah. Uh, you got to watch Adventure Time first. There's definitely, it definitely spoils the finale if mm-hmm. you have not seen the finale of Adventure Time. So, yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to do with season two. Um, no. Please be good, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't think that 
Well, I mean, I didn't think that this was going to be particularly great. I'm like, oh. I didn't either, and it was... The uh, the Fiona and Cake episodes were, like, not my favorite yeah, exactly. episodes of Adventure Time. Like, oh, they're doing a whole show of that? I don't know. But, like, Ice King or Simon was in it. I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Maybe there's going to be something there. It was, like, not fan service at all, which was, no. like, the big concern I was going to have for that miniseries. Yeah. Yeah, very surprising. Yeah. But I'll take it. Exactly. I guess we'll talk a little bit more about it in our lists, I'm sure. I know I will. That's true. That's true. Um, I I don't know how many TV shows I've seen that came out this year. I feel like I've probably watched five, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I have done five. I know. I'll have to think about it. But yeah, a couple weeks will be list week. I'll be going through top movies, top video games, and top uh, TV shows of the year. Um, music is going to be on the main channel, as always. And as always. Going to wrangle Bab Jab, hopefully. Yes, sir. Um, it's on his radar. I just haven't gotten radar. a confirmation from him yet. <laughs> okay. Well, all but confirmed, um, officially, with the man himself. Uh, yes. But yeah. People only care about Bab Jab's lists. Yeah, that's true. All of the comments love Bab Jab. Yeah. Always just ranting and raving. He only about comes that on guy. the show when it's his albums. He plays the game true. by his rules. <laughs> that's true. I mean, there's probably some albums that we've done that. No, we did Joy Division. He didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But there's some other ones that he oh, yeah. probably would have liked. I mean, he could have been there for the Sampha one. Mm-hmm. I mean, he already heard it a lot, but I'm sure he would have, you know. He would have had some insightful yeah. comments. Probably. I don't know. The The videos always get off the rails when he's here. so That's what I like, though. He has yes, a, it's, a it's, comedic it's energy. Um, we're old and boring. And we're just too smart. We're too smart. Yeah, we always too many have to, big words. We have, Ooh, to, uh, <laughs> we have to talk about things like music, and he's just there cracking wise. Exactly. <laughs> Which I always appreciate. It's a perfect relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different dynamic, but I I do really like it when he's there. So, I I don't think he'll be here for the podcast. He has not been on the podcast no. in a hot hot minute. Um, True. Even though, you know, I would love to have him on, as always. But it's fine. It's fine. I won't bother him. He's probably very busy. I don't know what he does. He sells cheese. Okay. He's a cheese salesman. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess we'll move on. I only have one other thing to talk about. Because I uh, did not have a lot of time this week pulling a lot of 12-hour days, which is against the union laws, but what are you going to do? Um, so I only had a chance to watch one hit film, and I thought about, I was like, you know it would be really funny? Because Babby's on a David Lynch kick. Wouldn't it be funny if I watched Dune, the David Lynch <laughs> Dune? <laughs> thought that would have been funny. And then I saw the runtime and it was too long. I got home, yeah. I got home from work. I'm like, I don't want to watch two hours and 20 minutes of 
David Lynch is doing. That's too long right now. I need something short, something easy, and something... Eraserhead. No, I've already seen Eraserhead. And Watch the game. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> um, I need something quick, easy, and had once been the highest rated thing on Rotten Tomatoes. That's right. I watched Paddington 2. Let's go. Um, full context, I saw Paddington 1 on a car DVD player when <laughs> I was... That's the uh, optimal viewing experience. <laughs> I me? would say so. Uh, in my my mom's 2007 minivan um, that we were still oh, rocking. in country. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. But, uh, yeah, we got it from when Netflix would still deliver DVDs. We got <laughs> Paddington 1 on DVD, and we watched it in the car once i might have been for a road trip i do not remember the context i just remember that that's how i watched the first one so um suffice to say i don't remember anything about paddington one but i decided hey you know paddington 2 is the most loved movie of all time it has one of the highest letterboxed things ever so everyone loves it he even sat next to the queen when she that's was my favorite. still with us yeah that's my favorite uh, <laughs> queen elizabeth moment yeah, she may or may not have. Besides dying. Well, yeah, she may or may not have participated in concentration camps and imperialism, but here she is sitting next to a polite bear eating marmalade sandwiches, mm. which is hilarious to me. Um, but is this movie all that it's cracked up to be? I guess. Please say yes. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> it was fine. Um, <laughs> Here's what I'll say. Um, I don't get the immense hype for it. It was good. But, like, it's not anywhere close to a five-star movie, I don't think. In terms of, like, the plot, it's sloppy at best. Um, The CGI for the bear did not age very well. It's, like, 2017 CGI, which means it's, like, pretty good but still a little weird in places. Not that like CGI is perfect now, but I mean, you know, six years ago it was definitely worse. Um, and yeah, the, the performances are comically over the top, but this movie made me cry at the end, which the last no one to do that was the whale. It's not very, similar movies. very similar movies. Both have to do with an animal, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the whale doesn't have anything to do with an animal. It's just called the whale. It's called the whale. All the movie is is that one picture of Brandon <laughs> Frazier, so. <laughs> That's true. I saw that it's like, I don't remember if it's getting a Criterion release or if it's getting like the 4K Blu-ray release, but it's just that picture. Yeah. Because what else great. would it be? It's like... Killers of the Flower Moon had the same problem, where it was always that picture mm-hmm. of Leonardo DiCaprio at the table. And then well, that like, at least had some cool type on it, and it looked kind of cool. That The whale's just, it's just that picture. That it just picture. looks like a screenshot from a trailer. <laughs> but here's the funny thing, because there was that picture of Leonardo DiCaprio at the table, and it's like moodily lit, and then it's like, we've yeah. released a new shot, and it's Leonardo DiCaprio at the table, but Lily Gladstone is <laughs> sitting next to him. I'm like, why? <laughs> why would you do that? 
But it is funny that just the two shots that were released were identical, except there was one other person in the second one. Um, <laughs> but uh, back to Paddington, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I will say it was kind of fun because this movie is like the most British thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Or it's it's kind of fun seeing like oh that that's like that British guy is in everything like the the dad from Hot Fuzz um, mm-hmm. he's like he's a big player in it uh, Brendan Gleeson which he's Irish but British don't ever conflate the two it's British uh, Britain no. yeah Britain no. Britain's no. both Britain's both Great shouldn't Britain be. it shouldn't is, be is both islands <laughs> uh, I would never uh, you know disservice the Irish by calling them part of Britain. Well, Northern Ireland. Still doesn't count. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess everyone in Belfast, I, I um, <laughs> apologize. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's in it. Uh, Hugh Grant is the bad guy, which is kind of funny because he's playing a disgraced actor. Um, which is funny because Hugh Grant is not in anything anymore. Um, besides this, Except the I mean, best movie ever made. <laughs> well, yeah, six years ago, I think. And then only other thing I've seen him in recently is he was in glass onion and he played mm. Daniel Craig's boyfriend and he ah. was in one shot where like someone goes to Daniel Craig's house and like he's in the bath. And so Hugh Grant answers the door it's like, ha, ah, that's Hugh Grant. And then, you know, gone for the rest of the movie and for the rest of time, really. I guess, you know, no, he was... Saw him again. Yeah. He was in, like, so many rom-coms in the 90s. and He was in, like, Notting Hill and Four Weddings and a Funeral. Every British rom-com had Hugh Grant in it. He was the dreamiest white guy I've ever seen. Um, and now he's the quirkiest white guy I've ever seen in Paddington, too. He's like cross-dressing. He's like a master of disguise, which is fun. Which maybe I should talk about the plot before talking about. There's a plot. <laughs> there is a plot, believe it or not. Um, yes, uh, it starts off, and Paddington is in London. He lives with the family from the first one, which I don't remember anything about. But I guess there was a family in the first one, and. Uh, he is a, um, it's an archetype that I enjoy a lot, which is like a protagonist that has a contagious positivity where he is just so polite and so, um, I don't know, just kind and nice to people. And it's kind of infectious where like it starts to change other people around him. And so... You know, it starts off and it's a fun montage of Paddington going to this antique store and he's, you know, hitching rides on this chick's bicycle and he's riding with the garbage cool man. Like yeah, he's cool. And like the whole time he's talking to people and it's like very specific. Like you can tell these like listening to these people. This is like I don't know if to Paddington 2 deserves <laughs> this kind of breakdown because uh, it is a kid's <laughs> movie. But, you know, it is a thing, you know, it's, uh, it sets him up as a very, like, likable character, which you, 
that you should want in a kids movie protagonist. Unlike that goddamn nuisance Stuart Little. True. Like, you can't make a good kids movie if you just want to step on the main character for, like, the entirety of the film. Yeah. And like, something about the way they made his face just makes him so, like, infuriating. So smug. Yeah. He's a little <laughs> arrogant mouse. It's like, dog, you just took over this house. Like, they can take you back. And that's the thing, too, is that there's a cat that lives there. And the cat yeah, always like wants to eat You're Stuart occupying Little. the cat space. Well, absolutely. But they cast Billy Crystal as the cat. <laughs> Why would you cast Mike Wazowski as the bad guy? I'm, I'm rooting for the cat the whole time to eat that little mouse. <laughs> uh, so Stuart Little is, a, is an example of not, how not to do this. Exactly. But Paddington is, is perfect. He's always given marmalade sandwiches to people, which is the most British thing that I've ever heard. Didn't even, I knew marmalade was a thing because of a Michael Rosen meme. Mm, yes. Um, but I guess it's just orange Isn't marmalade juice. Australian though? I, I think you're thinking of oh, Marmite. Vegemite. Or Marmite, yes. Well, Vegemite is a thing too. Yeah. Um, I think both of those are Australian. Um, but marmalade is like orange juice and sugar. It's like a jelly, I guess. Mm. Um, but it's like orange. Uh, I only know that because there is a scene where they make marmalade in jail. Oh, I've seen that scene, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's not where I thought this movie was going to go. Um, <laughs> in fact, there's a scene in this movie. I thought they were going to kill the bear. Like, unironically, there is a scene where there's a train chase and Paddington is locked in the caboose of a train and Hugh Grant in his evil ways detaches the caboose and the caboose flies off a bridge into the water. And then the mom from the family dives in and saves him, but the door is locked and like they try to open it, but there's like a crack in the door and you can just see like Paddington like shakes his head as if to say, it's okay, I'm going to die in here. Just save yourself. And then there's just like a moment where they're just like staring at each other. And I, I like was like, are they going to kill the bear? Like this, it seems like that they're going to actually kill the bear in this scene. And it would be the most shocking thing that I had ever so seen. so sick. That would be, I would give it five stars if they murdered a bear. Yeah. Like the, the most likable character in the history of film. They just murder him for <laughs> the no world reason. Isn't good kid. <laughs> that would that That's would the be message. So, that would be so brutal. Uh, but no, Deus Ex Machina, he is saved. Um, they should have like killed him off, and then when the queen died, they should have like reincarnated the queen into Paddington. Oh, I don't know if you want that. Like they're spiritually bonded. <laughs> that bond wasn't in place in the. In yeah, the time I suppose of- not. Although we will see Paddington goes to Peru if... Mm, uh, that's not a good idea. <laughs> if, yeah, if Paddington is bonded with the queen, I don't know if you're yeah. going to have uh, Paddington go to Peru. He shows uh, up with like 13 gold necklaces. <laughs> yeah, that might not be uh, good. Uh, but yeah, they don't kill the bear, unfortunately. Um I don't know if I want to say unfortunately. That would seems like it might it be... It would have been... It would have been a first. It would have been. And it would have been like, a, well, it was a complete tonal shift where it's like, okay, 
the big bad guy. We're having a chase on a train. I've seen this before. Uh, it's going to follow all the beats. The family's going to save Paddington and it's going to resolve a character arc from earlier in the show, in the movie where he's like, the family has forgotten me because I'm in jail, which is, it's a plot where it's, it's Paddington meets the Shawshank Redemption. He didn't do nothing. He actually didn't, which is oh. a problem. Um, I don't know if I want to You should do crime. I would like that. Make him a complicated, complex character. <laughs> He's not really. He is a very kind person. But that's the thing is that, you know, he's able to to shape everyone around him into being nice, too, um, which is his charm, I guess. But, yes, he is in jail. Why is he in jail? Well, he's trying to get a pop-up book for his aunt, his mom, I guess. I don't know why he calls her his aunt when it's his mom who found, who plucked him out of a, a raging river. And raised him as her own, uh, but I guess she's his aunt. I don't. I don't know what happened to Paddington's mother and father. I might have been in the first one. Um, I don't remember. But she's. He's trying to get this pop up book for his aunt, and it's a very specific pop up book. It's like the twelve landmarks of London, and it needs to be this book, but it's very expensive. So he's working odd jobs around town. He's washing windows. He's working at the barber. He gives Albert Einstein a haircut. That's awesome. Um, that that the the guy who was there, it was driving me crazy. I'm like, I know I've seen that guy in something, and I looked it up, and he's Albert Einstein in Oppenheimer. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's probably what I know him from. Um. Yeah, he gives him a haircut and he gives him like an inverse mohawk where he shaves the middle on accident. Um, but he, he's trying to get money for this pop-up book. And then Hugh Grant is like, ah, I know that that pop-up book is made by an infamous fortune teller from a hundred years ago. And she hid little clues to a fortune. Uh, so I'm going to steal it. And so he steals it, and Paddington's like, oh, no, the book. So they go on a little chase, and Hugh Grant is dressed up like a homeless person so that no one will think that it's legendary actor Hugh Grant. I wish that was his name. They should have just made it like it was actually Hugh Grant doing these things, but they didn't. They should do that more often. They should. It's like like Nick Cage in that Nick Cage yeah. movie or um, Jack Black in that Muppets movie. Exactly. I like it when they do that. Uh, although I have not seen the Nick Cage movie. But I do like the premise. I think the only marketing they do for that is the fact that Nick Cage is just Nick Cage. So, Yeah, and it's was it, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, I think Nick Pedro Cage Pascal is in that one. He is. He is. And I've heard good things about his performance. For what it's worth, I guess. <laughs> um, so yeah, Hugh Grant is trying to steal... He steal, or I guess he did steal a pop-up book, and then he disappears in a puff of smoke. And as he disappears, the fuzz roll up, the hot fuzz, if you. The will. hot fuzz. <laughs> the hot fuzz roll up, a bunch of coppers all roll up in their batty wagons, and um, is that something that English people say? I think so. Paddy wagons. I know that. It sounds like something they'd say. Originally, that's a thing from like. Um, I think Reconstruction Era South, where like 
that's what um, the um, like freed slaves would say whenever like there was gonna be like a cop coming or mm. something it would be like oh those are the paddy wagons because the irish were like lower class whites and they would still be like oh well to gain favor with the upper class whites we're gonna call out the people that are lower than us i think pro tip never do that never do that women support women i don't know <laughs> i don't know. <laughs> i don't know it's been a long day um, so yeah, he disappears in a puff of smoke, then the hot fuzz roll up, and they're like, Paddington, why did you steal from this antique store? And he's like, I didn't. The guy disappeared in a puff of smoke. And they're like, yeah, yeah, tell it to the judge. I've heard that one all the time. Appar- yeah, that's literally a line. We've heard that one before. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Okay, so let's, let's take a step back. Paddington is arrested for stealing something from the antique store and is taken to trial. Oh. They never once... Immediately, they take him to trial and he's found guilty and sentenced to 10 years in prison for stealing nothing. He stole nothing. (laughs) Was it an attempted? No, they got him for stealing the pop-up book but when they found him, he didn't have the pop-up book. And that was never even once brought up in the trial that they were like, he stole this pop-up book. But when we found him, he didn't have it. And it's like British he, courts are really strange in general. So Well, that's true. Because everybody was wearing a powdered wig. And it yeah. was weird. Where there was like a lady lawyer that had like a bob cut, but she was wearing a powdered <laughs> wig on top of the bob cut. So you could see like her black hair under it. I'm like, what's even the point of wearing the powdered wig if you're just going to let your hair show under it? It was very confusing, to say the least. But maybe, you know, they thought around that because the judge was Albert Einstein the whole time. Oh. And so the judge was like, okay, I'm going to kill this bear because he gave me an inverse mohawk. But I don't really see how that matters because he's wearing a powdered wig all the time anyways. That's true. Doesn't really matter to me. But he gets sentenced to 10 years in jail. And then there's a scene where all of the prisoners hate Paddington the bear. But then he turns them all around when he befriends the the cook. His name is Knuckles, played by Brendan Gleeson, who I always love when he shows up in things. One of my favorite actors. Um, and he plays a no-nonsense, you never want to talk to Knuckles. He's a real piece of work. And then Paddington's like, I'm going to be his friend. And then they become best of friends when they make marmalade together. And then once they serve marmalade to everybody, then every other prisoner starts, oh, you should make this recipe. And then they have like a restaurant going by the end of the movie. And like he gets the guards to read bedtime stories to everybody. It's just like everybody, it's, it's, it turns into a very delightful place. You know, very much like the Shawshank Redemption. Similar arcs. No notes. Similar movies, I think. And Um, then he digs out through the sewer. He doesn't quite dig out, but they do escape because there's a thing where the other prisoner is like, yeah, your family's going to forget you. They're not going to show up one week, and then it'll be two, and then they won't show up at all. And Paddington's like, okay, I'm going to escape then. But... 
that plot that that thing is introduced, but then we never see that happen because Paddington's like, oh no, they'll never forget about me. They're the Browns. They're the best family in all of London. They're like, sure, kid. That's what they all say. Um, but then, you know, we never see them miss a visit day or anything like that. You know, like the payoff to how that setup. That's a very clear setup towards like they will forget about you. No, they won't. They're, no, my, they won't. they're the best family a little bear could ask for. And no. Then, oh, no. <laughs> my family didn't show up. I'm devastated. I'm gutted. I'm gutted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that scene never happens, but he's just like, yeah, the Browns forgot about me, I guess, because they showed up one day and off screen. They never even say that. But it's like, I guess we're just supposed to infer that that happened. Um, by the way, the entire time that he's having this uh, realization, or I guess, I don't know. He's having this crisis of faith, I guess you could say. Because this is a movie about faith, after all. Of course. Um, his family are, like, trying to track down who actually stole the pop-up book, and they're hot on the trail of Hugh Grant. Um and, but he escapes with Brendan Gleeson and a couple other people and they sneak through the entire jail and they escape and they get on, they're about to go on a water plane, which is sick. Um, but they're like, we're going to flee the country, Paddington. Do you want to come with us? And Paddington's like, oh no, I don't want to. I need to find my family and to clear my name. And then they're like, all right, kid, you'll never make it in this town, but you're going to... You're going to get caught. And um, Paddington dips anyways. And then they get on a train and then there's an epic confrontation and then Paddington dies uh, almost. Because, wouldn't you know it, those prisoners, uh, was they weren't just getting on a water plane for no reason, it turns out. They were getting on a water plane so that they can land it and save Paddington and the the force of the evil prisoners plus the mom was able to crack the lock with brute force underwater and they save the bear and it turns sheer out sheer force of will sheer force of will and Paddington is in a coma for three days <laughs> that's that's not a lie that's true how do you keep a bear in a coma <laughs> I don't know he was just in there he was just like in his bedroom I guess and the funny thing is and this is like it's so embarrassing that I cried to this because it's so stupid. But it's like the they're all just there when he wakes up. The entire family is just there and they're like, oh, you gave us a real scare, kid. I don't know why I'm doing Australian for an old lady. But like the grandma, the the grandma's like, oh, you gave us a real scare. Oh, you, you're in the coma for three days, mate. And Penny goes, oh, no, this is horrible. Oh, that means it's my aunt's birthday. And my accent's all over the place. Um, <laughs> my aunt's birthday, and I didn't get any. That was just Australian for everybody. Oh, boy. Whatever. He's like, I didn't get my aunt a birthday present. Uh, and they're like, don't worry. We're all here. And, like, he goes downstairs and all the neighbors are there. And then they're like, oh, we know that you didn't get your aunt a present, but we got her something. And it's like, well, what is it? It's like, well, your aunt always wanted to go to London. And he's like, well, yeah, but she couldn't because she's 100 years old. 
which I guess is canon that bears can live a hundred years old in this universe. That's crazy. I don't think that's true in real life. I hope also, not. you're not allowed in England if you're over a hundred. I guess. Unless yeah, you're the that queen. too. Oh, I guess but, she died before that. So. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they killed her before she turned yeah, hundred. They're getting too close. Yeah, turned her into Soylent Green. The whole like system would just collapse if that happened. Yeah, that's true. If she turned a hundred. That's the no, one. you can't do that, your majesty. <laughs> it's the one thing the system wasn't built for. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're like, we got her something special, and it wasn't the pop-up book. And he's like, oh, what on earth could it be? And then who walks in the door if it isn't the aunt? And she's like, oh, Paddington, I love you. You got me the best gift. Uh, nephew, kid, it's your own presence. It's your your present is your presence. And then they hug. <laughs> she never says anything. She just says, oh, Paddington. And then they hug. And then they, the movie is done. There's not even like a second where they like get to talk a little bit. We're like, oh, I missed you. You don't know what I've done. I was in jail. <laughs> they don't even they don't even talk about his jail life, which is kind of crazy. If I went to jail, that's all I would be talking about. That's true. Forever. All this podcast would be just jail stories. Jail talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then it just like cuts to credits immediately. And then it does like that classic. Um, it's almost, I guess it was 2010s where it's like how every kid's movie ends where it's like the after credits. And then there's like a montage where it's like, oh, the three prisoners that Paddington broke out of jail, were, their sentences were all pardoned and they opened up a bakery together and Hugh, Hugh Grant is in the same jail. But like he finally got his wish of having a one man show, which is why he was trying to find a fortune. But he just does it for all the inmates, and they all love him. It's like okay, and it just keeps going. But we never see Paddington tell his aunt that he was in jail and he went to jail for his aunt, which I think would have been a really powerful and moving scene. <laughs> Probably, I don't care. I'm crazy. Yeah, that never happens. So this it's very sloppy. <laughs> Uh, I, I get why people like it. It's uh, Paddington as a character is very, very good. Um, it's that classic, like, I don't, I don't want to say like toxic positivity, but it's just like contagious positivity, I guess you should say. Um, I was trying, I was like racking my brain for like the last couple of days being like, I know this reminds me of some character, but I can't. Think about it. I was digging through my letterbox and I couldn't find it. Spongebob. No, not exactly, because a lot of people hate Spongebob. Nobody yeah. really hates Paddington. Everybody loves Paddington and I he makes them better. <laughs> well, you have been Paddington's biggest biggest champion, even yeah, though you have not seen true. any of the movies. I have not seen the film. <laughs> I've only seen where he sits at the table with the queen. Well, that's good enough. And that's more than enough for me. <laughs> I, I got the entire gist of his character within that, like, you know, 15-second exchange. That's all you need. Um, but, yeah, I get it. I get why people like it. But the movie is sloppy at best. I think if, if we're getting real, if, if we sit down and really think about this hit film as a film, not not better than Citizen Kane. 
And I, I don't, I, I feel very, I can't believe that's like a question. <laughs> I feel very comfortable on that. Um, uh, not that like Citizen Kane is not one of my favorite movies. Um, my girlfriend gives me shit all the time. Cause like she calls me a film bro and I tell her that's very derogatory. I don't approve. I don't accept that label. Um, only a half truth. It's a half you, truth. You don't like a lot of the stuff that the film bros like. Yeah. And I, I, here's the thing. Here, here's why I don't like that label. Because film bro is very gatekeepy. Yes, it is. It's, it's elitist. It's elitist. Where it's like, hey, I like, uh, even even like, hey, I like Captain America 2. They're like, oh. You like Captain? Have you even seen The Godfather? Derivative. Derivative. I bet you haven't even seen The Fugitive starring Harrison Ford. <laughs> oh, just a masterclass. Yeah, it's all like that. It's like, oh, you like this pop movie? Oh, well, I bet you haven't even seen Taxi Driver, you imbecile. It's better like, it's the dudes that like go to a party and like talk to women like that, and it's yeah. like really weird. I mean, they have a whole bit about that in Barbie. Ah. You remember that? Yeah, I yeah. do. It's like, you need to, it's like bring up the Godfather to one of the Kens. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, let's watch the Godfather. And I'll just explain to you the whole plot. actually better. <laughs> yeah. It's like, let's watch the whole thing and I'll explain the plot while it's happening. So you understand. It's like, okay, I feel a little bit called out right there. Not that I do that, but, um, like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I see it. I get it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's Paddington. Um, and that's my, I don't even know what I would call me. Like literally all of the labels for people who like movies I hate and they make my skin crawl like cinephile. Yeah, that's just weird. No, no, yucky. I feel like anything should not have like the the thing file after it. That's very and, like, like be yeah. something that like you're saying about yourself. You know what I mean? It's, it's like yeah, it's like an old like, even the term thing. like audio file is really weird. No, I don't like that either. I don't at all. I get that like the file thing is like the like Latin. No, yeah, but love. like words change meaning over time, and sometimes other words need to change because, you know, some other words develop. Well, it makes me just think of pedophile. Yeah, because it's you know a societal connotation with sure <laughs> part of that word. Yeah, and it's like okay, well, I'm a pedophile for movies. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm a pedophile for really good audio. <laughs> I have the best speakers around. I guess you could call me a pedophile <laughs> for audio. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if there is a label. I just like I like movies, and that's all that I need. I don't need a. Yeah. I don't need a title. Um, I'm not a film bro. I think if you have a personality, you don't need to attach a label to that. That's kind of true. And and that's part of it too, is that I think a lot of the like self-identified film bros or hell, even cinephiles, I think that that is like kind of dangerous to pigeonhole yourself into one thing. Yes. Um, I like movies and I like nothing else. Everything else pales in comparison. Um, it's, and and that's the thing. I, I don't like 
Um, I don't like overgeneralizing entire mediums and saying that this medium is better than another. And this, yeah, and this, this goes for everything. Cause I've seen like, hell, I think I even saw like Fantano, like in a conversation about like movies was like, well, music is better than movies. Like, I don't like that. Not just because I disagree with that opinion, but like, I don't like that concept of saying X is better than Y. Unless we're talking about like, uh, show tunes or like, uh, the musical theater. Yeah, but they're like the theater uh, requires a lot. I just don't like it. <laughs> you can say that you don't like it. No. Yeah. But it's hard to say objectively that movies are better than theater or music is better than theater because no. there are some banger musicals out there. Like you just gotta find, you gotta find them. They aren't like, if you don't like hello Dolly or like phantom of the opera, then you might need to dig a little deeper, which you might not want to do, which is fair. Like phantom of the opera is the only one that's like passable to me. <laughs> that, that has some good, that has some good music. Um, my favorite one has come from away a nine 11 musical. Ooh, it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> so two words I didn't think would go together. Yeah, it's a, it's an odd one. It's um, it's a musical about I think it's an international flight going out of New York that gets rerouted after nine eleven to like a really oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah I know a this. really small Canadian village that has really like weird. sixty people in it and it like doubles yeah. its population, but they can't leave because everything in the surrounding air like airspace has been like closed. So it's a musical about like this like community coming together and I don't know. It's very good. I saw it live on Broadway, which may be, may influence why I like that musical so much, but I don't really like musicals as a whole. Like I am not really going out of my way to see any sort of theater, but I'm not going to say that it's worse than any other medium because uh, that's hard to do. Unless you're Lin-Manuel Miranda, then I'm going to say you're the worst. I don't like him. It doesn't matter what medium. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. The thing about Lin-Manuel is I don't, I think he's a a decently talented writer um, of like music, but I think, I think what, I think his thing is kind of the thing, like how other people view Bo Burnham, where it's like his fan base is super toxic. Um, oh, I find him like just like the, the worst kind of person, like the complete opposite kind of person as me is that. Okay. I just don't like him. Well, that's fair. Or his art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never, I've never really been a fan of Hamilton. Um, he has a couple songs I'm a fan of in Moana and uh, Encanto. The Bruno song is pretty good. None of the other songs are really anything to write home about. Nobody else talks about the other songs. Yeah, because they're not very good. It's just the one song that's pretty good. Uh, and then Moana has some pretty good songs. That one's that one's solid. Uh, Your Welcome is probably the best song ever made. That's true. That's because Dwayne Johnson singing it. Well, Dwayne Johnson is one of the best musical performers. Just one-upping Vin Diesel, like, constantly, you know? It's it's crazy. The Vin that, Diesel song isn't that good. What Vin Diesel song? Was it Vin oh, Diesel the, song? The, 
Yeah, there is a Vin Diesel song. Oh, I need to he, check. He this made out. a song. It's not what you would think it would sound like. It yeah. sounds like um. Sounds like uh, One Republic type pop music. Oh, I'm no longer interested. Yeah, it's really bad. I was hoping it was going to be like a rap verse like Dwayne Johnson. No, 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 no. It's like the most like uh, mall background in a uh, Forever 21 type beat. Oh, rats. Yeah. I think um, I think what we all really need is Dwayne Johnson to drop a rap album. Absolutely. His verse in Face Off is... Legitimately it's, pretty solid. It became a meme. It's iconic. <laughs> it's iconic for sure. And he unironically swept the entire song. Oh, absolutely. Of, uh, rappers that actually do this as their career. Now, all those rappers on that song besides Tech Nine are usually pretty bad. Uh, uh, I don't know if Tech Nine is especially great. Tech Nine's not great, but he's at least better than the other people on that track. He at least has some notoriety. <laughs> yes, he does have some bangers. Yes. But, I mean. Uh, Joey Cool is the best rapper name, though, so. That is true. (laughs) Joey Cool. (laughs) That guy just saw Joey Badass and was like, well, I can't say that around my mom. I'm (laughs) going to make it more family friendly, and I'm going to rap like Eminem really fast. Which is what everybody does that thinks they can make rap music. Yeah, that's the thing. That is the thing. Dwayne Johnson if you're does of a certain complexion, <laughs> are they all white? Tech Nine's not white. No, but everybody else that does the Eminem style usually is. Okay, I'm looking at Joey Cool right now, and he does appear to be white. I think, maybe he, uh, he's maybe a Hispanic. Sorry, Joey Cool. Sorry, you're not Joey white. Cool. King Iso is black too. Everybody on that uh, track is not white think about it unless you're Oof. counting Dwayne Johnson's wax sculpture um nah that wax sculpture couldn't go that hard no that's true doesn't have the drive or the power to keep up yeah I'm glad I, I wish uh, I had that verse memorized still it's pretty yeah. good well if he doesn't make anything else then he solidified his career as like a like a perfect that's true Dropped he one he stepped on the mic one time, and it was a banger. Well, I mean, he did sing a whole song in Moana. Yeah, but, but that's also a banger. That's true. That's true. Wow, Dwayne Johnson. He's got something special. Um, the range on this man. <laughs> two songs. <laughs> uh, I think he did a song for... Um, he has another... He has some other... He has four songs on his Spotify. Uh, the other one is What a Wonderful World from Journey to the Mysterious Island, which I think Great. is a sequel to Journey to the Center of the Earth. Um, oh. Which, is, yes, was I think one of the first 3D movies I had ever seen. But uh, he does a cover of What a Wonderful World. which is I'm um, sure it's good. Probably. He hasn't let me down so far. I don't know. It's from 2012, so I don't know. <laughs> this is not modern Dwayne Johnson we're talking about here, but I think that's all I have to talk about. 
Pennington 2 was the only thing I watched. I did listen to the Jeanette McCurdy book. I don't really know what to talk about with that. Isn't it crazy how her mom was abusive? That's crazy. That's the whole point of the book. Um, yeah, because Spotify added audiobooks. So, they did, yes. Um, I listened to that a couple days ago. Uh, I think you only get like 16 hours a month or something. So Oh, really? I used half of that on the Jeanette McCurdy book one day. So... Whoops. I think I'm going to do the Killers of the Flower Moon next. But how long is that? That is nine hours. Okay, I would be able to make it work. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the cover just being Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that is a little weird. It's not the cover in a book. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's a good... The Jeanette McCurdy book is really good. And... Um, she's not super positive on Ariana Grande, which I think some people were upset about, but I mean, if you compare both of their upbringings, it's like night and day. Yeah. Plus Ariana Grande is like 17 different races. Oh, that's true. She's kind of cheating. Yeah. But like she was, I think like, I think Jeanette was pretty like they were on the show together sam and they they had their own show both of them and like jeanette had like a mom that was like super abusive i won't go into detail but let's just say really bad i remember Um, when the book came out and people were like why would she name her book that i'm like do you people not know what this book is about (laughs) yes and i was expecting the whole thing to be like that tone but the it, it's it's a memoir, and for most of her life, she had a positive view of her mother. Even after she died, she was like, oh, well, she was a good mom. It's just kind of like that revisionist, you don't want to think about the yeah. actual truth. So, like, it wasn't until literally the last chapter where she was like, yeah, these are all the things that my mom did, and, like, really broke it down in detail. Um so yeah, her childhood was really rough and Ariana Grande was born to a rich family in Boca Raton, Florida. And um very different. So like, yeah, and then Ariana would come to set and be like, "Yeah, I'm performing at Billboard." Or like, "I I I played charades at Tom Hanks' house." And then Jeanette would like go home and she was like bulimic and was addicted to alcohol and her mom was a narcissist and physically and mentally and verbally abusive. And it was just, she just like, was like, I, I did not like Ariana and grew envious. I'm like, that's fair. I get it. I get it. But I think, I think those snippets kind of blew up or those were released when the book was coming out, which I'm sure there, that, that were, there was a very specific reason for that. Well, let's not go into marketing. I'm not Don Draper. Neither am I. Neither am I. I may be. I may work in marketing, but I am not him. No. No. You're not a madman. Nope. I just need to pay the bills. Exactly right. But yeah, that's it. I'm not going to really talk about it. 
Um, but I think you should check it out. And uh, and by you, I mean the metaphorical you, the audience. I guess if you want to listen to a baby, you can. It doesn't really I seem might. like it's something that you would listen to. No, not really. But <laughs> um, and I, I don't really listen to memoirs it either. Me. Yes, I will say. Um, if you if you want a similar book recommendation, um, educated, it's a very very good book. I had to read it for one of my classes. I think it was like a comp class or something, but legitimately very very good. Very similar book to the Jeanette McCurdy book. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know how similar it was going to be. Like the educated book, I think is about an abusive father, but like they're both Mormon, and there's like a that's a big aspect of both of their like childhoods Mormon stuff is spicy. It's, it's wild. It is yes. wild. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and yeah, that, that book especially kind of like opened my eyes where it's like, okay, I knew that like the Mormons were weird. They are. Whoa. Insane. <laughs> whoa. Seven should be in Utah. That's true. Salt Lake city. Yeah. Utah might be the craziest state. Well, that's true. That's true. You can't even get a coffee in Utah. <laughs> if you're Mormon, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't even know. I don't know if that one's on Spotify, but it's very good. Um, but that's it. I'm going to throw it on over to Bambi for his yes. segment. Um, I listened to one new thing this week. It didn't come out this week. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna. It's it's a it's a mood switch, but it's fine because I want to talk about it. Um, I listened to an L, or an EP by a pretty unknown seventeen year old. Um, the kid Leroy. No. God no! <laughs> you can't make me do that. <laughs> I had to sit through like two Post Malone songs. That's too much. Um, this artist goes by the name Black Market Cart with fours instead of A's. Very new age and also classy mid-2000s at the same time. Uh, EP is called Today I Laid Down. Uh, it's got a fantastic picture of a little orange cat on it. Um, six songs, 20 minutes. Uh, it is kind of like lo-fi indie shoegaze, um, which, duh, I'm going to listen to that. Are you kidding me? Um and it is phenomenal, like best EP I've listened to all year. Um, I don't know how you make this at 17 because uh, the level of like technical ability here is crazy when it comes to uh, polishing and actually mixing and mastering. Um, shoegaze is a hard thing to do well because if you do it wrong, it's it's going to feel really shallow and uh emotionless and dull um but the tones and everything on this thing are fantastic um the influences are definitely all over here but i mean for a 17 year old i'm not gonna miss like i'm not gonna dock points for that because like even just making something like this i don't care if i can like pick out every single little influence you use to make this uh it's still like really 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 impressive um, and genuinely, like, really moving. Um, but vocals are pretty much one-to-one duster style, like, 
buried in the mix kind of monotone, but like enough to kind of provide a nice chill feeling. Um, really good acoustic work. There's a lot of xylophone on here, which is great. Um, I don't know. The, the textures on this thing is like masterful. Like I don't understand how you have this much of a, a prowess with these things at such a young age. Um, when it comes to like acoustic guitar playing, electric guitar playing, layering these things, putting everything in the mix correctly. Um, plus making like emotive and engaging songs that like genuinely feel, uh, really gigantic. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of shoegaze groups that, uh, kind of don't do the emotion side as well as this does. Um, especially with like this little tiny shoegaze revival going on. Uh, I feel like when it comes to like music sites and rating things, um, anything with shoegaze in the title is going to get kind of a good rating nowadays. Uh, I'd fall into the same bucket sometimes, although I'm a little bit more selective when it comes to it. Um, there's a couple records this year that were shoegaze and I wasn't like too crazy on them. Of course it's going to interest me, but it's not, it's not going to connect to me like a my bloody Valentine or anything. Um, but this EP kind of connects the emotive side back to that genre, which is what makes the genre, you know, amazing. Um, but really, really, really fantastic. I think five out of the six songs here are just genuinely fantastic. Um, I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's really great. Uh, definitely Duster, Radiohead, My Bloody Valentine type mixture in this. Um, you know, what you'd expect a, you know, online 17-year-old to be making in the music realm um, with the abundance of music rating sites and, like we talked about earlier, like, uh, there isn't like a... I don't think there's a film bro equivalent for music. Uh, it's the rate your music people. That's the equivalent. Sure. Yeah. Um, I used I used to use that site and I stopped using it because it's a toxic cesspool full of elitism and just people one upping each other for no apparent reason. Yeah. Um, I like a lot of the same music those people like, but uh, I don't know. It takes all the fun and emotion out of it when someone's constantly like breathing down your neck. Um, I feel the site I use now is a lot more. Well, somewhat more open. It still has its, you know, faults uh, sure. when it comes to a lot of different genres, but it's still a lot better. Um, but I feel like you kind of, like, take everything that those kind of guys like and you put it in an EP, and this is, this is kind of what comes out, um, but in, like, a genuine, like, very authentic way. Um, so really great. Um, it came out late August. Uh, there's a reason why you're going to start seeing this thing pop up a little bit more. Um, there was a big music YouTuber that did a video on it, I think last week or two weeks ago. Um, but this, unfortunately, <laughs> the person who made this record, the 17 year old, uh, took his own life last week. Oh. So that's the reason why this is kind of popping up out of nowhere. Um, which is just awful because yeah. man, the quality of this thing is insane. Um, and I think this is the only real thing he's ever put out. I think he has like a couple of like little remix things, but those aren't on Spotify. Um, but man, this is incredible. Uh, it's a really unfortunate thing. And it's one of those things that like, because of the bad circumstances, it's gotten 
popularity. I think it deserves popularity. It's just like a very unfortunate circumstance to come into it. Um, and the record takes on a pretty big new form when you know that going into it. Um, so this was literally like a scrolling through album of the year, like looking for new releases this week and seeing this in the popular now section and then going into a rabbit hole of this little area for a while, Mm. um, which was really interesting and sad and unfortunate, but also like, I think people should listen to this because it's fantastic. Um, all the songs on Spotify, the most popular one has 10,000 plays right now. So it's still very, 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 very small. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the new thing I listened to this week and it has a crazy backstory to it. So, (laughs) uh, that's what you got to do at this point in the year. I feel like, um, there's not really anything else coming out that interests me at this point. Um, the list is coming along well, but, uh, yeah, this kind of blew up my world for a day or two last week. Um, and again, unfortunate circumstances, but the, the music here really is, uh, fantastic, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a weird thing, uh, to talk about, but yeah, it, it was, it's a really fantastic EP. I don't know if I'll talk about it on the main channel or not, but, um, we'll see. But that was the, uh, the main thing this week. I think everything else I've already listened to, uh, still jamming the Sampha record a little bit. Um, not as much as I thought I would be, but, uh, that, that's that's another example where it's like I don't fall completely in line with everybody else. It's like, eh, I like that record, but it's not, you know, the heights that other people are saying it is, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Uh, there, there's, I've seen a lot of interesting things when it comes to just uh, the music landscape and people's perceptions of things. I think Fantano just gave, like, this rapper Sexy Red's uh, album an eight, and people are like really not happy with that. Why? Um, I've heard good things about her. I don't know. Okay. I haven't listened to the record. I'm guessing half the people that are mad at him haven't listened to the record either. Is that because um, she's a woman? I think it's because she's a woman making trap music, and that's scary to some people. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Twitter's just been a, a not a good place uh, if you're like a black woman recently because of the GTA trailer and everybody being like over the top racist about that and this happening at the same time. Um, it's really strange. Yeah. I don't like it. I um, don't either. But that was happening. There was like a hip hop thread that somebody was like, uh, it was like a hot take and somebody was like, I would like Billy Woods if he rapped on beat. Um there's moments a lot throughout the year that I'm reminded that a lot of hip hop audiences don't care about hip hop or know what hip hop even is. They're stamped. <laughs> because, for. like, the, well, yeah, the dude had an MF Doom profile picture and he was saying that Billy Woods doesn't rap on beat. And I'm like, have you listened to MF Doom? Like, Probably they're on not. beat, they're at a different tempo. Yeah. It's a different way of attacking the instrumental. If everybody did the instrumental the same way, everything would sound boring because they would all approach it the same way. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. There's a couple instances this year, especially with a no-name record, too, where it's like uh, white audiences and new hip-hop audiences are very fragile, and they don't really understand 
the genre completely. Not saying that I'm the headmaster of the genre by any means, um, but I feel like with hip hop, you need to do your due diligence and kind of know what you're talking about, especially if that's your whole thing and that's the majority of the music you listen to. Um, it's an art form. It's still a new art form. Uh, yeah, it's it was it's just frustrating, yes. <laughs> especially the no name one. That's the biggest thing this year where it's like I have the hottest take on that record and that it is really good. And everybody is very turned off by that thing um, because you can make white audiences pretty uncomfortable if you speak plainly and accurately, yeah. um, which is really funny because if Billy Woods was more uh direct in his messaging and storytelling across all of his records, I think he would get the same reception. Um, no Name's also just like all over on Twitter and social media and doesn't know when to, you know, tone it down a little bit. But I also kind of like that, so. Yeah. <laughs> There's a place for it. Um, I think so. But yeah, just some interesting things happening. I'll be interested to see everybody's year-end list this year. Uh, there's a lot of weird things happening in the music landscape. It's always interesting when an artist I'm really into is starting to gain more and more popularity and people talk about things more than they did. Um, I mean, even talking about JPEG Mafia as like a leader in hip hop, like, and that a lot of people know him as still a strange thing. Um, but that's starting to happen with more and more artists I listen to. So I don't know. I think as the internet goes on longer, this more like internet culture around music and stuff is going to become more mainstream it's just really trippy to think about because none of these artists will work in a mainstream media setting. So I don't know how this landscape's going to like phase, like kind of come out because JPEG mafia will never be on, you know, he'll never be a mainstream artist in the traditional sense, but he's gaining popularity at a rate that seems like he's, he's definitely like people know him. Yeah. It's just interesting. Some of that is that collab with uh, Danny Brown. Exactly. But Danny Brown isn't even the most popular rapper in the world. He's Uh, also like in that same lane. That's true. I don't know. I just think that record was big. It was, yeah. I think that that went past the uh, niche uh, nerd hip-hop audience on the internet. Yeah. And kind of went out a little bit more. Yeah. but I don't know. It's well, it's interesting. There's 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 a little bit of a shift happening. Uh, yeah. It'll yeah. Be interesting to see. I don't know. Things have been kind of quiet. I'm I'm waiting for something to come up and. Yeah. Something. To there was a out. new MGMT song this week. That's the other thing that I listened to. Oh. I know I was missing one. Um, I made a new playlist. I think that's why because usually all my new stuff is at the end of my playlist. And these ones are all mixed up. Um, but they released the single Bubblegum Dog. <laughs> Great name. I love that. Uh, I like this one more than the first single. Uh, Mother Nature was cool. I think they're definitely going back to a more rock-centered uh, focus with this album, which I don't hate. It, it's not like pure psychedelic, like uh, Congratulations was or anything. Um but this one's got the quirk. It's got the MGMT quirk more than Mother Nature does. Nice. Um, I mean, it's called Bubblegum Dog. Are you kidding me? It's like a gorilla's song. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it's really fun. There's a harpsichord in it. Uh, I don't know. 
it's quirked up. So I, I'm excited for that record. Want to get Bab Jeb on for that one for sure. Oh, absolutely. If he doesn't listen to it before we get the chance to, which is Probably possible. But um, yeah, I'm excited. on Thursdays, which is tough for new releases. Yeah, but it is. It's coming out in February. It is. Yeah. So. Of the new Smile record next January, so that's coming soon. There's a couple things, but yeah, yeah, we got some stuff. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I that's pretty much it. I'm just rambling. This is a rambling podcast. It's, it's near the end of the year, absolutely. so we kind of just got to like. It's a little bit looser. Yeah, yeah, you know, gotta. It's it's a crazy time, uh, for me. I don't know how busy it is in your world. I am very busy. I've uh, had uh, I had an eight and a half hour straight meeting last week, what? and then a five hour straight meeting yesterday, and then a six and a half hour meeting straight this or today. What in the so, world can you be meeting about for eight and a half hours? Um, a business. Well, I guess you probably, yeah. <laughs> probably can't talk too much about it, considering exactly. how how in the biz how you are. under wraps I am. Yeah, everything's so confidential with you. It is. That's how marketing is. <laughs> I know. Marketing <laughs> runs the world. That's true. And it's not a good thing. No, no, it's not. Um... Yeah, yeah, we'll see next week. I might have some time on my hands. That's just... Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. There's some stuff going on um, that I am uh, going to sort out. But if uh, it's not sorted out, I'm just going to be taking some time off. So Yes, sir. That's, that's the deal. I will not... Well, I'm not going to get paid for it, if that makes you oh, feel yeah. better. Um, you should be. <laughs> theoretically, I could just use all my sick days, <laughs> which I yeah, should do. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. I think yes, um, this week coming up, in terms of new releases, uh, we got the new Miyazaki movie coming out on Friday. Mm. Boy and the Heron on uh, December 8th. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to see that this weekend. I I think I'm going to go see the holdovers again with, uh, with my girlfriend this time on Friday. So we might see it this weekend, um, but maybe not. Um, don't know if I'm going to have enough money to go to the theater twice. But that's a discussion. It do be pricey. <laughs> well, it do be pricey, and I didn't get paid, which is what we're dealing with. Which is with. worse. Which yeah. is what I'm dealing with, with why I might be taking some time off. Uh, as of me recording this, uh, tomorrow morning I'm going to have a fierce conversation with my bosses, give them a real stern talking to, um, and uh, depending on how that goes, you know, we'll see. But... Uh, yeah, so I don't have a whole lot of money that I can just toss around right now. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I do want to. You might have a lot it. of content. I might have zero. Okay. Because I have to move soon. That is, yes, that's so true. I am very occupied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, it's good. You don't have to edit this week. I guess, I guess we can plug that. 
our, yeah. our last, uh, I don't know if it's going to be our last reaction of the year. It but probably will. Yeah, I'm not sure how the lists are all going to play yeah. out. We'll probably do two list videos like we usually do. Okay. One's probably going to be shorter. One's going to be a lot shorter. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, the, that. so next week is going to be Pure Comedy, Father John Misty. Those videos never do well. Um, this one might. It might. I don't know. I think that's his most popular when it comes to um, the the YouTube consuming realm. It, it could. Makes sense. I know his most popular is probably his first one. Yeah. It's his most straightforward indie. I feel like when it comes to record. reaction content, like the albums that are popular are different than the albums that people actually watch people react to, if that makes sense. That's true. And I, I guess that one's just going to be seeing us get sadder. I guess, yeah. Not that the album's a drag, really, but like... That's it, going to be a very long video. It is. It's like an Whenever hour I listen to Father John Misty, I have a lot to say, so... Well, and there's a 13-minute song and a 10-minute song. Yeah. Um, which, the 10-minute song might be my favorite. 13-minute mm-hmm. song I have a lot of thoughts about, mm-hmm. and we'll get to it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. That um, I think in my Spotify wrapped three out of the five songs were off this album. Oh, so bad year, bad year, really bad year. The other ones were Sufjan songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this year has been a trip. Uh, I, I'm gonna try to shake things up. My my New Year's resolution is I'm gonna shake things up. Spotify rap next year is gonna be like all Megan Trainer, <laughs> mother, mother. It's gonna be Megan Trainer and Doja Cat. I saw some people like crossing off certain artists when they post their wrapped. Uh, I couldn't tell if it was like Kanye West or just like something even worse. Because mm. I feel like if I had like mother on my Spotify rap, <laughs> I would not show anybody. <laughs> That's true. I saw. Um, a very good YouTuber, Quentin Reviews. Uh, he like intentionally sabotaged his Spotify wrapped mm. where he made a playlist of all of the songs that would be like the most embarrassing to for to be on your Spotify wrapped. And then for like a month straight, he would just like play that on like another computer for 24 hours a day. Um, so it completely ruined like his... I forgot what his like number one was, but it was like some, it was some stupid like country song, I think. And, um, it was very funny. It was very funny. He posted that like with no context where he was like, here's my Spotify rap. That's and awesome. then, like a couple days later, he's like, okay, I intentionally sabotaged it. And this is how I did it. But yeah, very, very funny, but yeah, funny. Very funny. I'm definitely going to look- talk about uh, Peter Griffin Fortnite. <laughs> what is there it's to say news. about Peter Griffin? It's big Fortnite. news. <laughs> Why did they make him shredded? I think because the hitbox would be too weird if it's normal. Oh, I guess. I, I, I think that that's the explanation. Why don't you just have like the hitbox be normal, but have the model be bigger? I that guess that's weird. confusing. Yeah. But that happens all the time. It's not like 
I don't know. I don't know. I feel like when you're Fortnite and you work with that many different like franchises, they have so many rules about how their character is portrayed in the game. But then why would it be like, it's like from one cutaway gag from like an episode that came out 15 years ago. Yeah. It's like, why, why have him be like shredded Peter Griffin? Why isn't it just normal Peter Griffin? I want normal Peter Griffin. I want normal Peter. I want to sit at the clam with Peter Joe Quagmire in Cleveland. Peter. I want to have a drink with them in Fortnite. And I want to, I want to have some shenanigans. Not beer. Oh yeah. We're, we're, we're having some chug jugs with the boys. And then as soon as someone shoots us, we all just start building. We just build like crazy. Build a hotel. Build a hotel. Just like that time I built that hotel and then Jack Nicholson stayed at it. I just think it's funny that we got the GTA 6 trailer and Peter Griffin Fortnite in the same week. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Have you seen like the picture for like the new season of Fortnite? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's like Peter Griffin and Solid Snake. That game is <laughs> just a marketing ploy, I swear. It really it's is. It's not even a game. It's just like a moving billboard. It is. Because it's like, if if that Solid Snake was in the game, like, two years ago, like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. But it's specifically it's like, no, to tie in. <laughs> well, it's, it's to tie in with, like, the Snake Eater remake. And oh, yeah, the, the remaster of all those three games. So, it's like, ow. Yeah. Waiting for, like, uh, Wendy to be added or, like, some mascot. I'm surprised that like that's, hasn't been That's done. the threshold. That's the next threshold when they run out of pop, pop culture. Things. When is the Burger King going to be at it? I mean, it's not It's not far off. I mean, you have artists doing virtual concerts and stuff. Yeah, Eminem, so, too, even. Oh, Eminem's in it, yeah. Yeah, we got Eminem, Fortnite, Peter Griffin, Fortnite, and GTA 6 trailer in one week. But when is Trevor going to come to crazy. Fortnite? That would, be, that would be awesome. Or for a real fan service they would get uh was it papa smoke what's yeah, the papa smoke papa smoke yeah i want big him smoke. in fortnite it's big smoke I don't big know. smoke which one is the rapper that died uh pop smoke pop smoke that's what i'm like i know i like i can't say that now way. pop smoke fortnite would be way too far that would be weird i'd be like putting like a tupac in a game <laughs> They could, in Fortnite specifically. I Tupac, think Tupac has been in a game. Yeah. I don't know. Tupac is one thing because he died a long time ago. That's true. Pop Smoke is a little different. Pop Smoke, if they put like Juice World. Yeah. That'd be, Pop Smoke. <laughs> it would just be like, what are you doing? Imagine like Peter Griffin shooting Juice World in Fortnite. It's like that, that one tweet that's like, uh, what is it? Pop Smoke and Juice World are, are shooting baskets in heaven. Oh, yeah. The worst tweet ever made. Yeah. And he's like, it's cold. I need to get my Dior Dior jacket. <laughs> and then Juice World's like, no, all girls are the same. And then they pass the basket to man and girl. And it just happens to be Kobe and Gigi. Yeah, that's Marvel brain. It is. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't know if that's real. Like, Is that a real tweet? Or is that I like hope not? I, it's <laughs> like I want to think that somebody's so good at that satirical take that they're able to craft something like that. But yeah. I feel like something that deranged has to be genuine from That's somebody. True. That's true. It's so weird. Um, 
I think I think the biggest question about that tweet is why is Pop Smoke and Juice World playing hoops in heaven? Yeah, just uh, that doesn't seem like something that would happen. Doesn't seem very like yeah. I feel like that's not the activity that they would, you know, bond over. Maybe yeah. it is. I don't know. I don't but. know. The the weird thing, and and this is maybe the worst thing about this whole tweet. Is that you know it's Kobe and Gigi, uh, but you know Co- Kobe catches the ball and he says room for one more, as if to That's say true. Gigi's not going to join. Yeah, and not only that, what game can you play with a basketball with three people? Horse. I yeah, I guess you could play horse, <laughs> but it's like room for one more. It's like okay, well now it's gonna be two on one, and Gigi's just gonna be sitting off to the side. Even though didn't she Not play fair. basketball too? She did, yeah. Yeah, so like, why is it? Hey, can we play? Why is it room for one more? That's the worst thing about the whole tweet. It's true. the The hidden misogyny of that tweet is overbearing. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nothing if not an ally. Yeah. <laughs> for 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 dead women. I've always said that. I've always said that. <laughs> I I stand like for catchphrase. I only really stand up for dead women, which I think is more noble than standing up for alive women. Because frankly, alive women should be able to stand up for themselves in in society. I could be ableist though. Well, that's true. What I what I mean to say is that women have voices, and they what should if make. They can't speak though. They have metaphorical voices. They can make their okay. opinions heard, unlike gotcha. in the past, whereas dead women can't do that because they're dead. So that's where I come in. I guess that's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I suppose that's true. Don't worry. I'm here to, to, to save all dead women, really stand up for them, and make sure that bad tweets about Kobe and Juice World and Pop Smoke playing hoops in heaven include... All of the people in the tweet, including the dead women. Yes. That's my job. And I and I, I do it with a heavy heart. It weighs heavy on my soul. So it's a big responsibility. But do you I think, think they're gonna add Joe Biden to Fortnite? I hope so. I feel like I that's a so. good uh, campaign uh, tactic. Since everybody kinda hates him at the moment. It's like Joe Biden is like, We want you in Fortnite and he's like, Only if you could do dark branded. I found out about that meme and now oh, it's they, my they entire that identity. That, that is literally their campaign uh, I know. thing right now, which I is know. awful. You can get a dark Brandon me- uh, mug. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I, that'd be know. interesting. I'm just waiting for Fortnite to be like the, the next marketing step for a ton of, ton of different, uh, you know, tactics. What are you waiting for? It's already I, I want the Burger King. Well, yeah, but I, I want like the Burger King. I want like. You want, Okay. You want it to be more overt. Yes. Where it's like, okay, we are... I like the Michelin man. (laughs) That would be good. I I was going to like jokingly say, okay, well, this guy is just like dressed up in full Nike or something, but they literally just did that in Spider-Man too. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So we're not that far off. Yeah, that's that's the sad thing is that like I could see these things happening. Yeah. But do you think they could like do like a, a Paris Climate Accord in Fortnite? <laughs> it's like a Fortnite concert, but it's like people, it's just the, the Climate Accords. People 
Oh, I was going to have like people build Van Gogh paintings and then oh. people blow it up with rockets <laughs> or something. I don't know. It's like those climate activists. Yeah. Yeah, that could be interesting. That'd be awesome. They like hold the G7 summit and then like protesters can be in Fortnite causing havoc. Yeah. Outside they, of the virtual. That's what the metaverse should really be. It, that's what it should be. Yeah. And we're Just like, make it Fortnite. They need to add Greta Thunberg so that she can yeah. snipe Andrew Tate all the way from Turkey or wherever. Romania. Romania. <laughs> He's around there. Somewhere vaguely Eastern European. Yes. <laughs> That's all. That's I it. just had some thoughts I had to get out. About Fortnite. Yeah. Well, it's only fair. The, the world's a strange place at the moment, so I'm just trying to embrace it. Yeah, why not? Add the Jollibee little guy to the... Ooh, that would be fun. <laughs> That's what they need to do. Don't make it like a big mascot. Don't add Ronald McDonald. No. Don't... Do like... <laughs> It's got to be like a beach or fast food. <laughs> we've added Jack from Jack in the Box. Yeah. That's a we've He's done. out of the box. He's no. out of the box, but he will build a box if someone shoots at him. Ooh. That's good. Because <laughs> that's that you can do that in the, in the game. Blow from Progressive. Shake <laughs> from State Farm, even. What about the little gecko? Ooh. He'd that? be like the backpack attachment. Oh, yeah. That's true. What about the Statue of Liberty from those mutual Liberty Mutual insurance? Ooh, that'd be interesting. And the dance is just the Liberty uh, jingle. Liberty. Yeah. What would be? Uh, I like that. That would be like the Statue of Liberty from Liberty Mutual, not just yeah, from not just real life. <laughs> 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 Although that could be interesting. What if they just add like real life historical figures? Ooh, that could be fun. Like George Washington or, uh, I don't know. I want to play as Brezhnev because <laughs> his eyebrows are gigantic. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. I'm trying to think of literally anyone that would be hilarious. It's just, it's really hard. It is. It's hard to think of anyone that would be funny. Daniel Boone? Mm-hmm. The Great Frontiersman? It could be fun. Mm, could be. I don't know. I'll let you decide. Leave in the comments down below who would be a funny historical figure Montezuma. for them to add. Now that would be fun. Have, have Montezuma snipe. Yeah. I'm trying to think Conquistadores. of... Yeah, I'm like, is there a Spanish character? that He's going to snipe Bad Bunny for revenge. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's like a renaissance painting. <laughs> that's that's kind of beautiful, actually. It really is. Montezuma getting the 300-meter snipe on, on Bad Bunny on Fortnite. He had to take into account, you know, bullet drop and, and the wind. The orange justice. Okay, yeah, Fortnite, please add Montezuma. There's a lot that you can do. Actually, don't. I thought about it for like half a second. I'm like, don't do that. Oh, yeah. If you think about any of this for more than two <laughs> seconds, it's like, oh. Come on, Fortnite, add Crazy Horse. <laughs> <laughs> you need to promote Nothing the new bad statue. Will happen. <laughs> what if it's just the head and a finger? 
They should add that to the map. <laughs> Unfinished crazy horse statue. Yeah. Add it to the map. But then they make it like a Fortnite character to just completely like further humiliate the entire idea. Yeah, it's like that that blonde Fortnite guy. Yeah, Jonesy, I think is his name. His name is Jonesy? <laughs> I think so. Does he have his own soda? Uh, I mean, no, come on. I should add Jones Soda. Jonesy Soda. Jones so Soda Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite spinoff. Uh, if you're still watching or listening at this point, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I'm having fun. Me too. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That's what this is all about. But, uh, yeah. Next week, going to talk about The Great Gatsby. Great book. Ooh. Love it. The, the movie is even better. Bye.